With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER this is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside. Happy Friday, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. A big day tonight in baseball? How about that? Yeah, put a question mark in front of me in the prompter. A big day in Baseball? I don't get it. That's what today was. What well, is shocking, surprising? I know with winter meetings are upon us, but it's kind of a big deal where we got news and a lot of front offices playing against each other, playing a game of chess. Oh, great game of chess and chicken going on right now between the Dodgers and Yankees and Stanton. Oh, by the way, the Angels are going, hey! Hey, 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 I got Otani in the trunk. You want you to let me out, huh? You know, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got the guy everybody wanted. That was really the move that I think hey! as that floated out, <laughs> you had to read it twice, didn't you? 
When it started showing up on Twitter, you're going, that's a blue check mark, right? There's nothing on my screen oh. that just happens to be in the right spot after someone's name. Let me try that again. It's not a darn Schefter no. or the equivalent coming after uh, me. No, no, no. Nope. John, John Maul Morosi. No, no, it's not that. It's not. Darth oh, Maul Morosi. The real John Paul Morosi will join us in less than a half hour. Uh, he and Ken Rosenthal all had the latest what's going on with Giancarlo Stanton. Yes, Otani is an angel. We'll get to that. But Giancarlo Stanton, it looks like his destinations are down to two potential places. The Giants and Cardinals say Stanton has vetoed deals with them. I like those statements that they put out. They're done. We're out. The Giants said Cardinals, we're out. We thought, well, I mean, they have deals in in theory yeah. and in place. The Giants said we had a deal in place for five days. They had a deal in right, place. So two teams that said, hey, we've got something. No, we're good. We've got we're a good. structure of a deal. We're just working out the details. Uh, and then he said, nah, beat it. Losers. <laughs> It's Melissa, Friday. Melissa's going to the prom with me. Now we talked about it five days. You talked about. It. She just said today she's going with Jim. Oh wait, what? She tapped wait, out. What? Jim what? made a better what? offer. He had a better. He had a better promposal. <laughs> Marlon Slugger Giancarlo Stanton has declined a trade to the Giants and the Cardinals. And right now, Ken Rosenthal, John Paul Morosi of Fox, reporting that the Dodgers and now the Yankees are on Stanton's list of teams he potentially would accept a trade to. So right now you're looking at Dodgers versus Yankees for a guy who hit 60 home runs last year and you plop him right in the middle of one of those two lineups and it's, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? But see this for what it really is. It sounds like it's Yankees, Dodgers, Yankees, but see this for what it really is. Explain First of it all, to me. this is... Too soon with David Fisdale. No. I mean, come on. He's an active got, no. and interested observer. The guy got fired. Come Take on. That data. Sorry, spoiler alert. David Fisdale got fired. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you're, you're really dragging this out a long no, time. It's, it's, we make references to guys that die sooner the, than that. Uh, well, no, you do. You always bring up the guys. And you I jump in with bad. me. No, no, no. But but every time I hear Fisdale, I know the guy's fired. I need to get to a point where my first thought is not Fisdale is fired. I mean, I feel bad for him. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see anybody <laughs> lose their job. I mean, every time I hear Phil Jackson now, I feel like he's sleeping somewhere. He might Hello. be. Hello, oh, and thank you no. for being and, next and, season. And his checks over. are still clearing, and he did a bad job. Right. I, you know, as as bad as I feel yeah. for him losing his job. Yeah, he did a terrible job. Show? Hang on, he, he got he got the unicorn lizard. Yes, unil- unizard, whatever we're calling it. He got him, and didn't really do a whole lot else right. And then you look at Fizdale. <laughs> Fisdale was in the middle of a, a terrible run, and he decided, hey, Gasol, sit down. You're going to lose that battle. I think we know what All we're right, doing. Hang on, hang on. Before we get to that, Phil, go back to sleep, Phil. No. Phil, <laughs> Phil, listen to me. It's late on a Friday. I know you're up. You have a lot of sugar. Go to sleep. Is it the playoffs yet? No, it's the beginning of December. You can go back to sleep. It's not the playoffs yet. No, it's not. Go to sleep, Phil. Uh, He's like a kid that won't go to sleep. He's really fighting Come it now. Go back to sleep. He's really fighting it off, go trying to, to see how far he can take you. <laughs> see if he can get mom or dad enraged. Can I stay up just a little no. bit longer? So it seems like now it's the Dodgers and the Yankees in on Giancarlo Stanton. But first of all, you got to remember, the Yankees aren't really in. They're not really in on Stanton. As much as people want to push the narrative of, hey, here's Jeter, it's going to do the Yankees a favor and trade them Stanton, the last thing he's going to do is take back Jacoby Ellsbury and Chase Headley and a couple of prospects. He's not going to do it. 
the Yankees are his leverage against the Dodgers because the Marlins don't have leverage. The leverage they had was, hey, we have deals in place with Stanton, and now Stanton says, no, 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 they're just trying to figure out the best way. If it was just the Dodgers, the Dodgers would give up nothing for Giancarlo Stanton, which would be, you know what, we'll pay him. Okay, what are you giving us? Nothing. We'll pay him. We'll give you a player to be named later. Uh, is that player going to be Bellinger? No. It's not. Never ask again. This is simply the Marlins creating a market for John Carlos Stanton. And here's the thing. If the Dodgers don't get him, it's okay. If any team doesn't get Stanton, it's okay. Because honestly, Stanton to me, when I if I heard the Mets could get Stanton, I would be lukewarm on it. I'm lukewarm on any team getting Stanton because the guy is starting a $30 million a year contract. You're going to be on the hook for $295 million for the next 10 years with Stanton. This is a guy who, when he has played, has always been great. He has never not been great. Not one time has he not been great. He's been great, but he plays in 120 games a year. He's going to spend two lengthy stints on the disabled list, and since he's played for the Marlins, they haven't done anything. This is like getting Albert Pujols for the second half of his contract. We've seen the best of John Carlos Stanton. And if he stays healthy like he did this year, could he have another big year? Sure, but this is the first time he's been healthy in a long time. Averaging 120 games a year. I can't get excited about that. You know, he's been hurt so much, he's knocked in 100 runs in his career twice. Two times. So it's not like it's like, oh, but Stanton, Stanton is a great talent. But a guy that's been hurt for seven years isn't suddenly going to get healthy for the next seven to ten years. It's hard to do. One guy doesn't buy you a title in Major League Baseball. People forget that. The right quarterback can get you a title in football. The right defensive back, the right running back in the NBA, the right point guard, the right small forward. But in Major League Baseball, one guy does not get you a World Series title. If the Dodgers can get him, great. They'd, they'd, they'd throw him in. He'd play left field. Bellinger moves to first base. They'd wave goodbye and give Adrian Gonzalez a nice plaque and say, thanks so much, you're on the coaching staff. And then they're set. And if somebody gets hurt, they'll move things around because Stanton will get hurt because that's what happens. You can get him great. But to go crazy for him and to give up prospects, if they say we want Chris Taylor and Alex Verdugo, screw you. We're not giving you that. We're paying the guy. I'm just meh on getting Stanton because you will get the production, but you're always going to hold your breath when he plays, and you're going to know he's going to miss 40 games a year. Well, especially when you're starting to think about where he's at in his career. He's 28 now, which is the power prime, so you can get excited about the 59 and hope that there are a couple more monster seasons to roll with it. But as you said, can't hasn't been able to stay healthy. Two games with 145 or more games played since 2011. That's something that can't be dismissed when you're you're building for the long long haul. I mean, it, it's kind of like the deal with the devil, the angels, who we'll talk about a little bit more with John Morosi soon uh, in this big Otani. It's what they did with Pujols, was you wanted the first five years thinking you were going to win a title or two, teaming him with Mike Trout, and away you go. Well, it didn't happen. Injuries, inconsistency. The overall numbers look great. Because if I mm-hmm. showed you the back of Albert Pujols' baseball card right now, oh, yeah. you'd say those were tremendous years. Looks awesome. And you forget about the fact that for three of those months, he didn't hit worth a lick. <laughs> he did all of his hitting, and like Lonzo Ball, would do all his scoring in the fourth quarter if he played the fourth quarter. For if the he played the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, that theoretical fourth quarter. But you get into that type of discussion as you get into your 30s and mid-30s going forward, and you're on the hook until 2028, that do you have enough? And, and for... 
for the Dodgers, it's a nice piece. You have a, a, a lot of nice parts all, all together. If the Yankees are legitimately in, what do you have to give up? You've got to gut the rest of the farm system, and that's one of the connections being made, obviously, between Jeter and guys that are at the head of his scouting departments uh, and, and everything there in, in front office. In their front office is they're very keenly aware of what the Yankees have and the quality and depth of those prospects. But is is that going to do it? Is that where you want to go? No, you won't. A, They'll cry. Least. People will cry collusion till the cows come. Oh, that's right. Look at Jeter helping the Yankees out. He took two guys they want to get rid of, and they got Giancarlo Stanton for him. I mean, that would they would be an investigation and inquiry. Forget about the Otani inquiry that's going to come. That would be an investigation inquiry. Look at that. But I I play hardball with the Dodgers because I I I call their bluff. Go ahead, trade him. Trade him to the Yankees. He doesn't sure. want to go there. He wants to come here. He's got one destination. I say, you know, we'll take him. We'll pay his salary, and we'll give you a couple of guys. But we're not going to give you Taylor. We're not going to give you Verdugo. We're not. No. And if we don't get him, we don't get him. They don't need him. Well, to use the NBA analogy, right? You had we we've been talking about Steph Curry. Yeah, people can find your system quarterback take mm. up at FoxSportsRadio.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Go find it. Uh, listen to the podcast and then uh, go after him at How About a Fresco on Twitter. Don't forget to give it five stars as you listen to the podcast. We'll love you forever. And Jason's going to go door to door and give hugs through this holiday season. But it's the same thing. He's like, you had already had a great team. You already had a title winning team, but you decided you were going over the top and you're bringing in Kevin Durant. While the Dodgers didn't finish the deal and didn't win the World Series, you're on the doorstep and you've got a lot of, of your pieces that are just coming into their own and starting to hit their primes. Hell, a couple of these guys are still a few years away from that. So to mortgage any of the future to bring Stanton in, do you get that much better? Yes, you had some dramatic comebacks, etc. And it's, it's taking nothing away from the the productivity that he's had as a player. I, I think I'd be looking at the back end of my rotation or my relief pitchers or you know having another one of those all-purpose players that that does that as opposed to to a guy like Stanton who again is on average only going to play 125 games and then I've got to pay 30 million dollars and with the Dodgers where it gets complicated and we don't have enough time to go through and and do all the pie charts and all the big graphs Mm, and everything but there's an awful lot of on the finance side that has to happen here in terms Mm -hmm. of of their debt in terms of their luxury tax taking on Stanton's salary really is <laughs> is a big deal for the hard, Dodgers. Yeah. They have a lot of money. We get that. But there are rules in place that make this a very complicated deal. Magic Johnson would have to pay again in his own pocket and go, I got to start paying. Okay, well, I, I mean, I have it. Well, so he's got to have that glitter ball that he yeah. spun around for the Magic Hour. <laughs> That's got to be available for auction, doesn't it? Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Dodgers play hardball. Getting him is fine, but overall, just math because you know what comes with getting Giancarlo Stanton. We'll have more on Stanton and Otani to the Angels coming up in 15 minutes, but straight ahead, a huge award is being given out tomorrow night, and there's no buzz around it. We dive and uncover the big mystery surrounding the Heisman Trophy. I'm so excited. Oh, no, not you. I wish it was you, Tim. Not you. I'm very, very excited I get it. it. I get it, but it's not going to be you. We'll see highlights of you, but it's not you. Hello. Phil. Phil, sleep. We call this a Brokeback oh Mountain God. game oh because God. there's so much penetration and kickouts. It's like Tebow wakes Phil up. All right, you know what, Phil? Go to sleep. No. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. And I believe, are you trying to play the upright bass? No. Are you doing the air upright bass? No, you're, play, you're playing the guitar and doing like, the duck kind, walk. You kind of look like you're Have doing you never the air. seen him... Yes, no, I have. Walk, but strutting around on a yes. stage where it's almost like he's playing an upright bass as he's doing a duck no, walk know, around. But, I, but, I, but you do I have like, to give you a history lesson no, here too? But you look like you're doing the air upright bass. Maybe I was. Don't get me wrong. Air upright bass is pretty cool. Well, but, if you know, were gonna, really if we get into the often. Brian Setzer Orchestra or a little bit of the Stray Cats. Then I certainly have that. I, I'm playing the air upright bass. Then you spin it around. I'm playing the air upright bass. I can do that for all Sting songs when he was with the police. Oh, oh yes. can't you see? Or is that the song from Biggie? And here comes ten, about Biggie, ten yeah. Summoner's Tales, the entire album, all played an upright bass scored by a sitar. Well, and now it's being put together in his 15th century little out castle out, outpost where he's got a loot. Sting should live in a castle. I mean, that's where he should live. I think he does. Yeah. He should live in a castle. Most of the time. And uh, no, all the time. And he should pay people to be like pretend villagers. Now, my favorite was a 60 Minutes profile, and they started playing word association with him. Mm -hmm. And they threw out arrogant, and he kind of sneers. He goes, guilty. One of the greatest kind responses like, to a question ever. Kind of like when uh, when uh, Cristiano Ronaldo said today, I'm the best soccer player in the history of the world. I said, good for him. <laughs> good for him. You own that. Now, dating can be difficult. So if you're not using Match, you're missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at Match.com, 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 M-A-T-C-H.com. If you want to match... Phil Jackson sleeping in a subway matches the place for you. Oh, boy, I shouldn't have said that. I think we know what uh, we're all right, doing. No, Phil, go back to sleep, Phil. Hello. You know, if you, Phil. No. But if you are riding the subway late on a Friday into a Saturday, maybe, you're going to find a lot of people sleeping. Maybe Phil's there. He may be one of many. Phil, I think I, it's a matter of trust uh, and a matter of rebuilding the trust that we've had. And, yes, I have talked to Kobe, and uh, he called me this morning and congratulated me on the job. Phil, I need you to go back to sleep. No. Phil! Sleep. I mean, you could play one no. game of Phil. one hell of a game of duck, duck, goose <laughs> on the subway because everybody's passed out. Phil's very obstinate now. Well, he's angry. Obstinate. I mean, when you say, "Hey, Phil, go to sleep," and he says, "No, now," just says, "No." No, I didn't get that from Zoe. I didn't get that from her. Seriously? No. She tells you to beat him. Uh-huh. Been uh, listening to me too much. By this time tomorrow night, we will know who the 2017. Heisman Trophy Award winner is going to be. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah, Tim, it won't be. Oh, it'd be fun if Tim Tebow gets it again. I'm very, very excited. I mean, that's about pretty it. cool. Is he going to be there? Be cool. Is he going to do a stump speech about how, how it was right that Ohio State didn't get into the playoffs? <laughs> like One of those say, where he was jumping out of his chair. Let's go to eight teams. Uh, it will either be Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson, Stanford running back Bryce Love, or Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy. Nicely done. One of Tony those, Dungy? One of Tony Dungy not going to Erroneous. win. Erroneous! One of those four people will win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> one of them will not be in attendance. I, I, I'm not, but I'm not saying anything incorrect. One of those four people will win the Heisman Trophy. Who are four people who've never been in my kitchen? Is that the game we're playing? Can you imagine Bryce Love winning the year after McCaffrey does all this great stuff and he goes, he can win the Heisman, he can win the Heisman, and then one year, Bryce Love says, yeah, yeah, I got the Heisman now. It's like T. Martin winning the national title after Peyton Manning couldn't do it for four years. Well, he... Yeah, no, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Well, Peyton set it all up, right? Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Isn't that the, here, try to open this jar for me? Well, I loosened it for you. <laughs> so I think with Peyton Manning can claim that, right? I, I built the program. Uh, Lamar Jackson won last year, deservedly yep. so, and Baker Mayfield is the overwhelming favorite to win this year. In fact, I think you actually owe money immediately if you bet Baker Mayfield in Vegas to win the Heisman Trophy. Over the years, the Heisman has lost a lot of buzz and a lot of relevance. The race for the Heisman Trophy was always something that captivated us. Kyle, who's going to win the Heisman? National Championship was always there, but the Heisman Trophy was always there. It was mythical. It's who's going to be a legend. And it didn't matter if the guy went on to play in the NFL or the guy didn't go on to play in the NFL. We were just as enraptured in it. Because sometimes guys go on and have great careers like Cam Newton, and sometimes guys go on and have careers like Troy Smith. That's how it happens. But the Heisman has lost so much luster to the fact that it's such a non-storyline throughout the college football season. It's like we go through all the craziness of Saturday and then go, oh, and your Heisman favorites. And it's like, does anybody even care? Hi, who's going to win the Heisman? Nobody does. And one of the big reasons, and you know, is, is you, you and I are on the same page with the two specific reasons about this. One is that there's not a race. There's never a race anymore that people can get wrapped up in. Look, ESPN did this great 20th anniversary of the Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Heisman Trophy race in 1997. That cut through the clutter because it was a defensive player could possibly win, or it's Peyton Manning who's the biggest star in college football, who's been a big star for three years and four years in college football. Is he going to win? Will it be Charles Woodson? Woodson wins. You're only going to have a race like that once in a generation. But there needs to be some kind of race for people to get excited about. When you're told for six weeks, this is Baker Mayfield's award, why do you, why, why are you even invested in it? You're not. And we get that every year. Cam Newton's going to win. Why, why do I even care? Cam Newton's going to win this award. And that's the way it goes. Every year there's always someone who jumps out front and center, and the predictions are always right. Nobody who has been the favorite has not walked away with the award. This is Marcus Mariota's award. Marcus Mariota wins. This is Jameis Winston's award. Jameis Winston wins. You're told who's going to win, and then we find out. There's been no surprises. There's been no close votes where even you go, boy, at the end, we haven't had it. And and you need that. You need some kind of race, some kind of of, of at least uncertainty to be invested in the Heisman Trophy. Well, it's like anything. Perfect information flowing through. We get to see all the games. We get to see it clipped into highlight form and pushed as best you can, depending on what the conference ties are to networks. Perhaps they get a little more run, a little bonus time in their highlight package. I mean, you got to go back to 2009 where there was any level of intrigue. I guess Henry versus McCaffrey, but did that captivate anybody? No. Go back to 2009. Mark Ingram, Toby Gerhardt, Colt McCoy. In terms of first place votes, 227, 222, 203, and then you had a 28-point difference in the voting between Ingram and Gerhardt. That's it. Otherwise, it's been more or less boat races ever since uh, as you go through. So you have this perfect information. I like it to the old days when you were setting up at a trading card show and the new product was out and people were trying to guess what it should be worth. Mm. And most guys couldn't do basic math, so it was a problem for them which left opportunity if you could. So say you have a 12-box case of cards, and one per there's a 12-card insert set, so there's, I don't know, pick your best player. We'll do football. So say you really, Brett Favre is far and away the most valuable of this 12-card insert set, and you're getting on average one a case. You don't put them out on the table at five bucks. 
You're a dope. <laughs> you don't understand math and the odds of pulling that card. Yet, time and again, people would. Because the Beckett wasn't out to say, hey, this is worth $10 <laughs> or $20 or $50 oh. or whatever it would be. In that case, most most times it was somewhere in that 30 to $50 range. But it's that kind of equation that we're looking at with the Heisman. Back when it was regionalized, back when it, you know the, the sport wasn't covered at, like it is now, you didn't have the immediacy of Twitter and all these other places to evaluate or the ability to say, you know what, I've got the full register of people that can vote for the Heisman. Let me hit send to see where their, where their pulse is right now. Or guys, you know, Steve Hartman uh, that works with us on the network, works down in San Diego, he does his... Heisman five and well, he's giving you. He's not saying it, Mm -hmm. and nobody's saying it. But you're getting an idea, a snapshot of where their their thinking is. And then you have the Heisman Trophy odds. You know, this was as of November thirteenth, but it kind of shows you where we were at. Um, Baker Mayfield was one to twenty. At we, that point, week five. Now we know who's going to win. Right, you had a and couple of weeks where you could push Barkley. Yeah, you had a couple of weeks, week and five, then that was gone. Okay, now like last year by week five, when Lamar Jackson jumped over the Syracuse defender into the end zone, he won the Heisman Trophy. But see, there, there, if you know? had two more weeks in the regular season, it could have gotten interesting because <laughs> they started to lose. True, and Louisville was falling off, and but, it's like even though he was brilliant, yeah. they're losing. So the losses start making people go, "Well, can he be a Heisman winner?" And but the finish line came too fast for anybody to make up that distance. You need those things. I mean, the mystery's not coming back because obviously we're going to see the games, but you need some kind of race. You need some kind of reason for people to go, I care. It could be this guy. It could be this guy. Because once you know by we, it's like, okay, I, I, I really, do I need to know? Do I need to watch the presentation? Do I know? Yeah, there's just so many ways it's lost luster the last few years. Well, so look at, look at what people are trying to do with the NBA right now. Hey, through four weeks of the season, let's do early season MVPs. Next, really? yeah, yeah, we're Porzingis. really, yeah, really struggling for content <laughs> if we're doing that. Come on, right now! Hey, we played fourteen games. Let's go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at eleven p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Pacific. Joining us now on a very unexpected big day in Major League Baseball, he's been on Space Mountain with Otani. Going round and round and round for the last three hours, he is Fox Sports 1 MLB Network insider John Palmarosi. JP, what's happening? I'm doing great. Uh, this is my favorite time of year in many ways. It's also my busiest time of year. Uh, I'm sitting here in my home office. It's almost midnight. I've got uh, cough drop wrappers and Christmas cards surrounding me. It's total <laughs> chaos. And, and I got Shohei Otani going to the Angels and Stanton maybe going to the Yankees. And it never stops, and I love it. That's why I love my job. All right, let's start with Otani first here. You know, the Angels win the rights to him, and he kind of picked his destination. He wanted to play on the West Coast. He wanted to play a little bit outside of the spotlight, and the Angels win. And he's going to be someone who cuts through the clutter because a guy that can pitch and can play the field and hit is awesome. But here's the thing, John Paul. You know, it's not like he was hitting 50 home runs and 175 RBIs a year in Japan. I mean, this is a guy that hasn't hit nearly as well as he has pitched. I mean, it, what, what kind of division of play is this going to go for him when the Angels finally put him out there on the field? Great question. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow, we hope, a little bit uh, when he's introduced formally by the Angels tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I would say this. 
When I spoke to his uh, manager earlier this year, uh, Hideki Kuriyama, his manager with the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters, um, Mr. Kuriyama told me that he believed at that time that Otani was more developed as a hitter. Now, that's interesting because, of course, he is more known as a pitcher, and he has devoted more of his time, I think, to developing the pitching side. Um, and, and that is a unique opinion. Many people look at him, and this, and this side of the Pacific at least, as being more capable on the mound. Um, I think that it's going to take a flexible and understanding field staff and front office and even teammates to support this endeavor. Uh, I think that they're lucky in that they've got um, one of the ultimate pros in the game and Pujols there. Certainly Trout as well, just that the overall uh, talent base that they've got as a, as a ball club I think will help. I think it also helps that he doesn't necessarily have to show up and be the leader offensively. You've got the best position player on the planet in Trout. You've got Upton who can still carry the load from an RBI standpoint. And even Albert, uh, his average is not what it has been and, and or it will be that again, but he can still drive in 90 runs a year at least. So uh, I think that he can just be looked upon as a contributor three days a week maybe as a DH. I think it was important for him to go to an American League team for that reason. And then the day that he pitches, either he bats uh, in, in that in that game and, and basically they take out the DH for that particular game, but then you lose it for the balance of the game once the relievers come in. So that even as well is a bit of a, a tricky strategic maneuver for manager Mike Soja. Well, I still want to see them display the card of the their answers to his questionnaire. <laughs> That's what I, I – and the I, Angels I have to post that. I want to see it too. Now, um, uh, teams have done different – Things that, that have gone, I think, above and beyond using technology with their sales pitches. And, and I really believe, uh, I know talking to a couple of clubs, um, the, the teams that didn't get them are pretty despondent right now. I think especially those that were right there in, the, in there at the end. The Rangers have been involved in him since he was an amateur player, so they, they go back five or six years with him. Uh, the Padres, they've known him for a long time. The Mariners... They, they've not only did the Mariners lose them, they lose them to a division rival. So how about the reception he's going to get at Safeco Field, going in there with the Angels? So I, I, I like it from a standpoint of a rivalry and a storyline. I think it's, it's going to make the American League West um, even more exciting uh, when you have that type of talent there with the Angels. And I think it's important too, guys. I was told this by multiple executives that Otani wanted to go somewhere where he could really chart his own course as a Japanese player. Not necessarily joining a team with a long tradition of Japanese aces or certainly a team that had a prominent Japanese star right now. As it stands, he'll be the Angels' first Japanese-born starting pitcher since Shigatoshi Hashigawa back in 1999. Shigatoshi Hashigawa, a great man. I covered him six years after that with the Mariners, one of the classiest people in the game, and now his successor there, Otani-san, who's going to wear number 17 with the Angels, which I love. It's, a, it's the exact difference, you know, split the difference between 16, which he wore for the Japanese national team, and the number 18, which is a well-known uh, lucky number in Japan and a customary number for Japanese aces, including Hiroki Kuroda, Hisashi Iwakuma, uh, many, many pitchers over the years. Uh, Kenta Maeda right now, I believe, with the Dodgers. So uh, a very unique number he's picking. 
Fox Sports 1 MLB Network insider John Paul Morosi with us here at Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Now, your most previous tweet, John Paul, as we get to Giancarlo Stanton, is you pointed out that Giancarlo Stanton, 6'6", has started 937 games in the field. Everyone is a right fielder. Aaron Judge has started 150 games in the field. Everyone has been as a right fielder. You, Ken Rosenthal, reporting tonight. The Yankees are on the list right now. It looks like it's Dodgers versus the Yankees to get Giancarlo Stanton. But is this a real thing, the Yankees' interest, or is this just, hey, Derek Jeter knows how to put leverage because he knows that the Dodgers are going to wind up being the destination. It's the only place that Stanton really says he wants to go play. Well, it's real. And uh, I can tell you this, I've I've been... Uh, hearing tonight from a couple of different people that this is serious. It's not done. It's not agreed upon and not even yet close in the minds of a couple of sources I've spoken with. But today there has been progress made between the Yankees and the Marlins on a deal. Now, as we've seen already today uh, with, with the statements made by the Cardinals and Giants, all of this is contingent on Stanton's approval. He has a full no trade clause. We know he really wants to play for the Dodgers, and according to Ken Rosenthal, he is at least open-minded to the possibility of the Yankees. And I think we're about to find out just how open-minded that he truly is, because uh, I was told by a source the Yankees ahead right now of the Dodgers on the Stanton pursuit. Uh, Stalin Castro's name has been involved in this deal, which makes some sense because that allows the uh, the, the Marlins to take back some salary, uh, which they don't want to do too much of, but at least it's a reasonable luxury tax uh, type of a hit for them coming back. So it's a really interesting uh, bit of brinksmanship, and, and I really think it could certainly continue into the winter meetings next week in Orlando, Florida. Lastly for you, JP, when we talk about that, you we, we look at the money situation, luxury tax and everything for the Dodgers, but the Derek Jeter effect here, does this make Major League Baseball, the, the league office, look at things a little closer when, when Jeter's potentially making a deal with his old squad? It's a great question. Uh, I, I don't think they are going to look at it with a jaundiced eye at all and, and say uh, that there may have been something untoward going on here. I, I think in general... The Marlins were going to face some level of scrutiny here because Bruce Sherman and Jeter come in and immediately they talk about trading a franchise player and the reigning MVP and the reigning home run champ. Um, all deals that involve transfers of cash um, are contingent on the approval of, of the commissioner's office. So the commissioner's office will have a say um, if, if this deal looks lopsided in the end, uh, they, the commissioner's office does have the ability to void it. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think that one advantage here for the Marlins, uh, Jeter hired an executive by the name of Gary Denbo um, from the Yankees to be a high-level scouting and player development executive with the Marlins, really, uh, I think in many ways, second in command to Michael Hill in the baseball operations department. Well, Gary Denbo's most recent posting was he ran the Yankees' farm system. And so if you're ever going to do a deal with the Yankees, uh, it would make sense to have as much intel on their prospects as possible. And Gary Denbo could rattle off the three or four prospects he wants right now off the top of his head, chapter and verse of their scouting reports, without even needing to consult the scout because he knows these people on such a great basis. So I think Gary Denbo's influence there in Miami is a huge, huge asset 
to the Marlins as they try to pull off this blockbuster trade on the eve of the winter meetings. Follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That's at John Morosi. And if you have Kleenex, you can send it to him. I'm Feel sure sick. he can put them to good use. I, I, I'm getting better. <laughs> I, I'm getting better. You know, the and actually, the good news is. That that pretzel that bothered me when we were talking the night of Game Seven of the World Series, <laughs> I, I hacked that up yesterday. Ah, no, so, nice. that's, so that's so that's now been dislodged. It took me about six weeks, but we're good to go now. Great stuff as always, JP. Feel better. We'll talk to you soon, my uh, friend. My pleasure, guys. Happy holidays. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.